right? A lot of people still don't recognize Joe Biden as a, a legitimate president. So we feel like our rights, they're taking away our rights little by little from voting rights, from freedom of speech, now from medical, now medical choice. They want to take our medical choice away. Good morning. This is Epicenter NYC. We connect our communities to news, information, and each other. I'm Andrea Pineda Salgado. On August 23rd, the Food and Drug Administration approved the first COVID-19 vaccine, the Pfizer-BioNTech, for anyone 16 and older. And last month, New York City announced its Key to NYC vaccine mandate. This means New Yorkers will need to show proof of vaccination to go into restaurants, entertainment venues, and gyms. But will developments like these really help increase vaccination rates? Right now, about 35% of the city's population still hasn't received their first dose, and COVID infection rates have been on the rise. So we set out to learn more about why people aren't getting vaccinated or why they're waiting. We think vaccine outreach is key, and it can take time to help someone understand the importance of being inoculated. But we'll never bring anyone around if we don't stop to engage, understand, and try. Today, we're sharing two conversations. First, with a couple that I met during a protest against de Blasio's vaccine mandate. And second, with a New Yorker who was hesitant to get vaccinated, but finally did. Before we start, you should be aware that some of the statements are flat out wrong, but we're still sharing them anyway. Why? Because people who are against the COVID-19 vaccines aren't just in far-off Texas or Florida. They're our neighbors, too. And before we begin, a quick message from our friends and sponsors at McKinsey & Company. The Shortlist is a weekly curated sampling of McKinsey's need-to-know stories about work, the economy, and culture. 60% of Black workers live in the South. So I think you are seeing companies start to say, why don't, instead of expecting diverse talent to move to us, why don't we open up a hub in a more diverse location? That's Brian Hancock from the McKinsey Talks Talent Podcast featured in a recent shortlist newsletter. He's discussing the future of work. For more of our best ideas, quick and curated, check out the shortlist at mckinsey.com forward slash shortlist. That's mckinsey.com forward slash shortlist. And thanks. Now, back to the show. I met Ethan and Susan at a protest where they were speaking out against vaccine mandates. They told me about their reasons for not getting vaccinated. Okay, my name is Ethan, and uh, I've been living in New York for the past 10 years. I work for a mentally developed disabled residential group home. My name is Susan, and I'm a DOE teacher who works in public schools for the past five years. So I met you guys at the rally. Why did you guys attend? We attend because we are against our mayor 
Balazu's uh, mandate on vaccines. Have you guys gotten vaccinated? No. No? Because I know some people are not anti-vaccine, they're just anti the mandate. So you guys are, I guess, like anti-both. Would that be something correct to say? I'm now going to call myself an anti-vaccine because I personally, when I was young, I got different vaccines. But I think this experimental shot right now is very different from those traditional vaccines. I got my flu shot before, not every year, but whenever I remember to do it. So I'm not against the vaccination. I'm against the mandate vaccination. So you guys have not gotten the COVID shot. What are your reasonings? First reason is for this experimental shot, people absolutely have the right, uh, which we call informed consent. So right now, I feel like people are not informed on adverse, possible adverse reactions. I don't think a lot of people know. So people need to be informed. When you listen to the news, all they say is you need to get a vaccine. This is good for public health. They use public health as a slogan, but they don't inform people. The most important thing regarding their health is the long-term side effects and possible adverse reactions. I want to know who has liabilities. That's another thing they didn't tell people. Right now, these vaccine companies have liability shields for a long time because AFDA, they actually give license to all three companies' vaccines under EUA, emergency use authorization. Because of EUA, they don't have liabilities. But do people even know? What are some of these adverse effects you think the vaccine gives? And also, where, um, where do you get your information from? To be honest, some names <laughs> I don't even remember, but I can describe generally. Just give me one second, okay? Okay, now I have a list. It's a draft. Mm-hmm. I actually found it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So it says a listed strokes seizures, pregnancy and birth outcomes. Uh, I heard about miscarriage and um, Kawasaki disease, joint pain, vaccine enhanced disease. Of course I can read others, but I'm not sure if my pronunciation is perfect. Yeah, they have a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, about 20. And some people might say, right, that the anti-vaccine mandate, anti-vaxxers, like, are some crazy Trump-supporting group. What are your thoughts on that? I don't agree with them. I think the reason, if you have to say there are connections, the connections I can think of right now is we supported Trump. We voted for Trump. And to be honest, We think last year's elections, there were a lot of questions. Do we really, did we really experience uh, election fraud, right? A lot of people still don't recognize Joe Biden as a legitimate president. So my logic is if this country allow election fraud happen last year in 2020, 
then they choose to allow lawlessness. If they take people's voting rights away, then they will take your freedom of speech away. A lot of people are banned on Twitter now. Videos about vaccines adverse reaction on YouTube are being censored so badly. So we feel like our rights, they're taking away our rights little by little from voting rights, from freedom of speech, now from medical, now medical choice. They want to take our medical choice away. I mean, we came from China. It's uh, China's Communist Party and dictatorship or not dictatorship, but those countries has no freedom, no freedom of speech. So we work very hard. We fight really hard to left to leave that country and come to the United States to become a citizen. And uh, I just how I feel that if they start doing vaccination mandate, they want us to get vaccination. Then they will do the booster shot. Everyone will get booster shot every six six months. And then for what for 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 to protect other people then they you know there's no end on this kind of mandate do you guys feel pressured to get vaccinated oh yes definitely (laughs) definitely at the very beginning they threw us carrots oh you got a hundred you will have a hundred dollars if you go get vaccinated and now if the carrots don't work they give you sticks they want to take your job away so definitely we feel pressured by our, you know, employer, by the city, by the mayor. By co-worker. Yeah, by also by friends, uh, family members, co-workers, because of the mainstream media narrative, because they portrayed us as bad ones, as super spreaders, as, a pu- as public threats. If the mandate still stands, right, what will you guys do? I think I will seek legal help uh, regarding how to fight the mandate. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to quit my job and I'm not going to give up speaking up uh, because this kind of mandate is totally wrong. I want to emphasize that people who remained unvaccinated after appointments began opening up don't necessarily share Ethan and Susan's opinions. In fact, there are many New Yorkers who have changed their mind over the past few months, especially as cases rise. Sam Zacker, Epicenter's podcast production intern, spoke with a 65-year-old lifelong New Yorker who was very hesitant to get the vaccine at first. Okay, I'm a 65-year-old guy. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. I'm a lifelong New Yorker. I went to public schools and uh, I took advanced biology courses at a major research university, and I was a journalist for a while, and I've been working on Wall Street for the last 40 years, and my most recent job on Wall Street is to work in economic research. Um, Now, to begin with the questions relating to being vax-hesitant or anti-vax, have you gotten the vaccine? If so, when did you get it? I have gotten the vaccine. I have gotten both shots of the Moderna. And that happened in May of this year, 2021. And did you feel any hesitancy to get it? Yes, I did, for a large number of reasons. Um, The reason, as part of my introduction, I indicated that I'd taken some advanced biology courses is that 
I have more than a layman's knowledge of vaccines and how viruses propagate. And the uh, Moderna and the Pfizer so-called vaccines are not actually vaccines. They're actually experimental gene therapies. There is another company, I think it's called Novavax, that is bringing to market or has been attempting to bring to market an actual vaccine, which is biological material from dead or neutered potential pathogens that stimulate an autoimmune response. That's what a vaccine is. And I actually wanted to get that vaccine. So I'm exactly the opposite of vaccine hesitant. I'm actually pro-vaccine. So I was hesitant to take the non-vaccines, but wanted to take the vaccine. But since time was running out um, and the pandemic was spreading, I decided to overcome my hesitancy and go with the Moderna. And you mentioned there was like a large number of reasons. Were there any other reasons beyond the vaccine, not vaccine situation? The information that has come out of the government, out of the CDC and other parts of the government at HHS and the um, Surgeon General's office uh, under both Trump and Biden has been outrageously bad. Misinformation, moving goalposts, flip-flopping. It's been exactly the opposite of the messaging they should have been providing to both inform and guide the public in a credible way. They have given so much contradictory information and they've moved the goalposts so many times. I just assume now when I see somebody from the CDC on television that they're they're lying to me. Can you expand slash give an example of what you mean by like move the goalposts or like misinformation? Um, Moving the goalposts, we've, we've gone from two weeks to flatten the curve to 15 months and you might need a booster shot and please stay isolated. And uh, I recently traveled by air and had to wear a mask the whole time because if I didn't, I would be arrested. We've come a very long way from two weeks to, um, to flatten the curve. So they've moved the pole, the goalposts miles and miles and miles. That's number one. Number two um, is a simple example. Way back in, I believe it was the spring of last year, as we were heading into the crisis, the then attorney, attorney general, I'm sorry, the then surgeon general said emphatically that masks do not work, masks are unimportant, and please do not go out and buy masks. He said that deliberately because the government had not stockpiled masks for this exact kind of emergency, which they were in theory supposed to plan for. So we have them moving goalposts when we have them literally lying to us about the efficacy of masks. Um, They've lost my trust. And with regards to when you eventually got the vaccine, did you feel pressured to get it? Was it a decision made on your own or did, was there pressure from somewhere else that you can describe? Well, the decision was mine and mine alone. I take responsibility for what I put into my body for good or ill. Did I feel pressure? Absolutely. There's tremendous uh, pressure in in the culture. And I I did feel it was clear that my lack of enthusiasm for going with what were being called vaccines was distressing to people that I love. And that distress weighed on me quite a bit. And finally, there was a physician who attends my wife who I have known for a couple of decades. And she is one of the smartest, sharpest, most brutally honest people I know. And she at first advised my wife not to take the um, mRNA-based medications because she felt that they hadn't been uh, vetted properly. And then several months later, she indicated to my wife that She, the doctor, had researched 
the mRNA vaccines, quote unquote, and thought that they were perfectly safe and that she herself had taken them. And I trusted her judgment a lot. And given all the misinformation and the broad spectrum of contradictory information about the efficacy and safety of the vaccines, here was an expert in the field, an expert in medicine, who I trusted and who I knew had my family's best interest at heart. And I thought that if she thought it was safe to take and to recommend, then I was being overly cautious and foolish and thinking there was a reason not to. Do you have any family or friends who are unvaccinated? And if you do, how do you feel about it? Uh, I know at least one friend who is not vaccinated, and it's very much a, a my body, my choice, his body, his choice situation. I don't feel at all negative about him. And, and in fact, I'm somewhat distressed at the messages coming out of social media and the mainstream media seeking to other the people who have chosen not to get vaccinated. Kind of along that vein, how do you feel about showing proof of vaccination at like certain restaurants or venues? I think it's outrageous. I think that it is criminal and I think it's going to, it's, it's something that I never imagined I would see in my lifetime in the United States of America. There are, pe- there are people now advocating that if you're unvaxxed, you shouldn't be able to travel. There are people now advocating that if you advocate being a, that others become unvaxxed or stay unvaxxed, I should say, that they should not enjoy certain constitutional protections like free speech, the Second Amendment, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And for people who don't know history, um, this is all heading in a bad direction. Oh, for the best of reasons, okay? But it's heading in a bad direction and it's easy to lose your freedoms. It's very hard to get them back. If this feels like a too personal of a question, feel free to say, I don't wanna answer that or you just don't wanna talk about it. Um, But I'm wondering if you have any specific perspective that makes you more likely to make draw those conclusions. I grew up during the Cold War where um, as a child, I would calculate which wall of my apartment building would collapse from a nuclear blast over Manhattan. I studied what the Soviet Union represented. I studied what communist China represented and represents currently. And always with the best intentions that they control you. But at the end of the day, it's all about control and justify it and get the ball rolling, and then they generate rhetorical momentum, convince enough people to go along with it, and you can control society. And it's not, uh, I put this, it's not a social system that we need right now. Like we just heard, for some people, getting advice from the media or from the government isn't enough. What might help more is a conversation with someone they know and respect. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in. Across the country, we are once again seeing a massive strain on healthcare workers as more ICU beds are occupied with COVID patients. The vast majority of those patients haven't been vaccinated. As you may know, we've been helping neighbors navigate the process of getting vaccinated since January. But our approach has changed. The challenge is no longer making an appointment. Instead, it's finding someone that wants it. That's where you can help. If you or someone you know are thinking about getting the vaccine, reach out. We want to talk and help where we can. Visit epicenter-nyc.com slash vaccine-help to learn more. 
Our intro music is All the Pretty Horses by Karavika. You can find more of their music on their website linked to in our podcast description.